1 Samuel chapter 7. The men of Kiriath-Jerim came and took Yahweh's ark and brought it into Abinadab's house on the hill and consecrated Eliezer his son to keep Yahweh's ark. From the day that the ark stayed in Kiriath-Jerim, the time was long, for it was twenty years, and all the house of Israel lamented after Yahweh. Samuel spoke to all the house of Israel, saying, If you are returning to Yahweh with all your heart, then put away the foreign gods and the Ashtaroth from among you, and direct your hearts to Yahweh and serve him only, and he will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistines. Then the children of Israel removed the Baals and the Ashtaroth and served Yahweh only. Samuel said, Gather all Israel to Mizpah, and I will pray to Yahweh for you. They gathered together to Mizpah and drew water and poured it out before Yahweh and fasted on that day and said there, We have sinned against Yahweh. Samuel judged the children of Israel in Mizpah. When the Philistines heard that the children of Israel were gathered together at Mizpah, the lords of the Philistines went up against Israel. When the children of Israel heard it, they were afraid of the Philistines. The children of Israel said to Samuel, Don't stop crying to Yahweh our God for us, that he will save us out of the hand of the Philistines. Samuel took a suckling lamb and offered it for a whole burnt offering to Yahweh. Samuel cried to Yahweh for Israel, and Yahweh answered him. As Samuel was offering up the burnt offering, the Philistines came near to battle against Israel, but Yahweh thundered with a great thunder on that day on the Philistines and confused them, and they were struck down before Israel. The men of Israel went out of Mizpah and pursued the Philistines and struck them until they came under Bethkar. Then Samuel took a stone and set it between Mizpah and Shem and called its name Ebenezer, saying, Yahweh has helped us until now. So the Philistines were subdued and they stopped coming within the border of Israel. Yahweh's hand was against the Philistines all the days of Samuel. The cities which the Philistines had taken from Israel were restored to Israel, from Ekron even to Gath, and Israel recovered its border out of the hand of the Philistines. There was peace between Israel and the Amorites. Samuel judged Israel all the days of his life. He went from year to year in a circuit to Bethel, Gilgal, and Mizpah, and he judged Israel in all those places. His return was to Ramah, for his house was there, and he judged Israel there. And he built an altar to Yahweh there. We are about to read, or we've just read, the, um, the second battle of Ebenezer. So a few chapters ago, there was the story of um, how the Ark of the Covenant was captured. And it says that the Israelites drew up their battle at Ebenezer and the Philistines were at Aphek. So they're right next to each other, but these two different places. Well, it's not until this chapter that that place is called Ebenezer. So obviously whoever wrote the book of Samuel, which was Samuel, is writing it after. And the people who are reading it are reading it after. So when it says in chapter 4 that they drew up at Ebenezer, everybody knew where that was. But it wasn't called Ebenezer yet. However, there was a battle there. Let's call it the first battle of Ebenezer. (laughs) And Israel's just throttled. They're defeated so badly, it's a, it's a low point in the life of Israel. And that's where the Ark of the Covenant is taken, Shiloh is destroyed, the glory is departed.
bad, bad moment. But here is the second battle of Ebenezer. And what happens is that the battle actually begins at Mizpah, it begins elsewhere, where the Israelites gather and they're, they're having repentance. They're repenting to the Lord for their sins and they're asking Samuel to cry out to God for them. The Philistines see that they're gathered in a big group and they perceive this as warlike intentions. And um, I mean, you imagine a giant big group of Israelites, you know, 100,000 of them or whatever, gathered together in one place. You'd, you'd have to say to yourself, what's going on? The Philistines e either think this is an opportunity to attack or they see it as warlike intentions and they attack. And um, either way, there's a battle. But the Bible says that the Lord caused there to be thunder in the sky and the Philistines were terrified. Now you'd have to say to yourself, why would anyone be terrified at thunder? <laughs> um, but it's, it's only recently in um, the history of the earth that, that we've had scientific explanations for thunder and lightning. And you know, now if people, are th people see thunder and lightning, they still get a bit scared. But you know, they reason, oh, it's just thunder and lightning. But, but back then, and in some parts of the world now, people perceive that there are like two layers. There's the physical layer of what you see, but then there's the spiritual layer, and these are overlapped, and whatever happens in one is happening in the other at the same time. So that when you're on the ground fighting, that the gods are fighting in the sky at the same time. Or the way the Philistines interpreted this is when they saw the thunder and the lightning, they understood it that God was fighting against them. They perceived that the God of Israel was defeating them by sending the thunder and the lightning. And you know what? Just because there's a scientific explanation for thunder and lightning doesn't mean that that isn't what was happening. That's exactly what was happening. You see that the Israelites had just gathered at Mizpah and they were repenting. They were crying out to the Lord for help, asking the Lord to save them. That's exactly what happens. The Lord was fighting for them. And the Philistines, now they may have been frightened by the thunder and lightning, but what they perceived was correct. The Lord was against them. So Samuel is the one to lead them here in a great deliverance. Now you remember that all the way through the book of Judges, a judge would be raised up, would deliver them from the hand of the enemy, and then there'd be rest. Well, that's what Sam, uh, Samuel does here. He's a judge. And at, at the end of this chapter, he's even labelled a judge. And it says he would go on a circuit, you know, from Gilgal to Mizpah and, and these different places. Then he would return home to Ramah, and he was the judge. So what we've got here is the second battle of Ebenezer. And what happens is the battle starts at Mizpah, but they're chasing the Philistines and they get to the point where the Philistines are gone back to their land and Samuel sets up a stone and says, the Lord has helped us this far. And it's, it's kind of got two meanings. One is, you know, geographically, up to this point, the Lord's helped us and the Philistines are gone. But the other meaning is, is historical, in time. The Lord has been helping us all along and he's helped us so far. So one is a meaning where he's helped us to this point, but he hasn't helped us past. But the other is a meaning that like the Lord is with us and he's still with us. So that's the, what the word Ebenezer means. So we've got these two battles of Ebenezer. The first one, the Israelites are completely defeated because they take the Ark of the Covenant in and they're thinking it's like some magic wand they can wave and God will do whatever they want and they lose. But in the second battle of Ebenezer, they're repentant. They gather. They're sorry to the Lord. 
They ask for help and the Lord fights for them and the enemy is defeated. And that's where the word Ebenezer comes from. The Lord has helped us so far. So it's a great example for us and an amazing contrast. Which battle would you rather be in? The first battle of Ebenezer or the second battle of Ebenezer? The second. And what's the key? The key is repentance. So if you're a believer and you're fighting your Philistines, and the Philistines are, you know, those foes that are against you on all sides. You know, it's the, it's the struggles of life. It's the it's enemy oppression of, it could be sickness, disease. It could be oppression in the workplace, people against you, struggling relationships. The Philistines can be many things. They can come at you from all sides. But the key to having the Lord's help, which is where Ebenezer comes from, is repentance. So Lord, that's what we do right now. We come before you in repentance and we can see these things in scripture so clearly. Lord, we can see how you helped your people when they came to you with a, with a humbled heart. And yet, Lord, sometimes we can't see it all in our own lives. Forgive us, Lord, open our eyes and we ask you to help us, Lord, to walk your way. Humble heart, trusting you, we ask for your help. Bring us to Ebenezer in our own lives, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen.